And now, after years of planning, sweating, and going broke, here is the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belial. And alert the media. Why they would give this man a podcast is anyone's guess. And there is what could only be a bizarre coincidence or something else. Welcome to the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belial. Track drunk and stupid is no way to go through life, sir. Country music and fine moonshine. You look like the vermin-ridden son of a bitch you are. A podcast for everyone in the good old USA and all around the world. Over there, over there, send the word, send the word over there. Quality booze and country music at its best. So you're saying, can you set my country music award on fire? The music... Nice and loud. What we do is if we need that extra push over the cliff, you know what we do? Put it up to a 11, exactly. You can email the show at bootsandwhiskeypodcast at gmail.com. That's bootsandwhiskeypodcast at gmail.com. It's just swimming with bow-legged women. All social media can be found at Boots and Whiskey Podcast. The show is great, even if you're sober. Well... My advice to you... Start drinking heavily. Jim loves his music and his whiskey. A real woman could stop you from drinking. It has to be a real big woman. This is the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belisle. Great music, great booze, and fun, even for you non-drinkers. Y'all want to drink whiskey? <laughs> I'd like a Coca-Cola in a clean glass. Finally, a podcast that lets it all hang out. Let's level with America. Got your boots? Ready for some whiskey? These boots are made for walking. One of these days these boots are gonna walk all over you. And now, the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belisle. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Boots and Whiskey Podcast. As always, I am Jim, I am your host. Today we have a great conversation with a very big up-and-coming drummer out of Nashville, originally from L.A., now the drummer for the, one of the, to me, it was going to be one of the biggest artists we're going to be hearing about over the next couple of years in Drew Parker. But today we have Greg Allen, Drew Parker's drummer. He's not even just Drew Parker's drummer. This this kid can, this kid plays, man. Um, As a former drummer myself, I... I say that a few times in the in the conversation, but you know the chops on Greg are are really really perfect for the country sound and music in general. And I think he does an excellent job keeping keeping the beat for Drew and and just killing it there. And his career with whether it's with Drew or with anybody else is just going to be you know absolutely incredible. And um, I can't thank him enough for taking the time to speak with me and tell me his story. Um, but before we get into it, as always, a um, couple of things we want to go over. A big thank you to Rowdy Roads, American Grit and Grace, um, Dirt Road Su- Scholar Supply Company, um, Mitch Max, um, may have some other things going on with some whiskey brands soon um that's in the works i don't can't really talk about that quite yet but stay tuned there um but you know thank you for those guys and girls for for your love and support i really appreciate it um now without further ado my conversation with mr greg allen hey what's going on can you hear me yeah i can hear you great 
Yeah. Thanks for being on. Oh, dude, no problem at all. It's um, it's kind of a funny story how I, I mean, I think it's a funny story how you and I connected. Um, you kind of just popped up on my people you may know uh, section of Facebook, and um, being a former drummer myself, I was like, hmm, I want to see what this guy's story is about. And then you know, come to find out, you know, you do some pretty kick-ass things. Yeah, I mean, that's that's an interesting um, way to find me, actually. Yeah, uh, especially being across states, you know. Right, right, it's, right. It's we, crazy we, the amount of people that find each other off of Facebook and Instagram. It it really is, you know. It's you know, with with doing this and you know, linking and contacting with so many different people, you know, it's it's funny just how paths cross. Yeah, I mean, it's it it it's funny because like I mean. Dude, there's so many people that I come across where they're like, hey, man, I just I found you on Facebook and, you know, we had common interests and I thought it'd be really cool to connect. And, you know, I, some of the best friends I've had have been through that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's, um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of honored that you're on the show. One, because you're the first non guitar player slash, um, you know, front man or woman on the show. <laughs> You know, which is which is cool. And second, you know, to see a different perspective of, you know, making this a career, not being, you know, that person. Right. Um, So go ahead. No, no. After you. I was going to say, so if you if you don't mind, you know, tell us a little bit about how how a drummer goes decides to pick up and go to Nashville and and do all of that. Well, Let's see. So originally I'm from Los Angeles, California. Okay. Uh, born and raised, but Nashville is my home now. Uh, man, I started started playing drums back in 2008, and I was working full time at an at an off road shop as a welder, and just as much as I love doing that, like I couldn't see myself doing that the rest of my life and i was like you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna give drums a shot because it was something that i loved it was something that i i went and did like weekend gigs and was like you know what i love it you know there's there's nothing better than sitting behind a drum set playing for people and watching people interact with you just you know with their body movements as far as knowing that when people are dancing that's coming from you yeah and uh started doing like you know cover bands back out in california and uh went back to college for it because i wanted to you know pursue it as a full time and i was like you know what a better place than to put yourself in an environment where people who want to do this is it and that did like a top 40 cover band through all the way through college playing with original bands and you know at the time that I started playing drums, it was big on like the rock and roll scene, especially coming from LA. Yeah. And started doing like local bands, playing local clubs. And then just one after another, just wanted to pursue it and make it bigger. And LA still has a, has a scene out there, but I, I got hired on as a, a drummer for a country artist back in LA and played country thunder in arizona 
and just fell in love with the crowd. I mean, yeah. the the people, everything about it was just like, you know what, this is this is where I belong. And um, started going on tour at the time when I was playing with that country artist. I also got hired on doing uh, a tour for an artist named Tyrone Wells, a uh, big, I'd say indie pop-ish artist. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, I saw Tyrone on his first tour ever. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but that's pretty funny that you just name dropped that because I, I saw Tyrone open for an artist named Stephen Kellogg at the paradise in Boston and kind of fell in love with his stuff. And then taste changed and whatever. And, haven't really heard much from him since but i'm 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 happy to hear that you just name dropped tyrone like that that's awesome yeah man he's 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 great he gave me the opportunity to do my first u.s tour and um just fell in love with it and you know at the time i was i was going back and forth of just man should i move to nashville should i you know because it you know three thousand miles away dropping everything moving away from family and you know at the time my my wife who was my girl you know obviously my girlfriend at the time uh was like yeah let's do it you know she was looking for change too and um i was reaching out going back and forth from nashville because we you know when we started the tyrone tour it was in nashville and met a few people and ended up booking actually it's kind of funny but ended up booking a drum lesson with uh jason aldean's drummer rich redmond and came a little close with him and he was doing a clinic out in LA and I, I pulled him aside one day and I was just like, you know what, man, do you think that moving to Nashville would be a big, big step? You know, like, it was, is that the next new thing that you think I should do? I've told him, you know, this is what I've accomplished here. I feel like I'm in a rut. And he kind of gave me that push to do it. And I was like, all right, let's do it. Talk to my wife. And, you know, this was probably... October 2018 no actually 20 it would be actually 2017 and then went on tour proposed to my wife got married in September and moved to Nashville in December that's awesome and uh it it was amazing how much of a community it is out here as well because I mean I moved here end of December got my first gig in February, full-time March, and then got the phone call to go, Hey, you want to come audition for Drew Parker? And here we are. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, it, and it's funny because so, you know, doing all this, like I've, I've really started to, you know, dive pretty deep into, you know, up and coming artists and, you know, artists that, you know, in my opinion, everybody should know, but doesn't necessarily know right now and Drew has always been at the top of that list for me over the last six to eight months. You know, so you being here is a is a huge thing for me. So I, I again, I really appreciate that. Oh, dude, my pleasure. Um, so who was that first artist you went on tour with? That first country artist you were talking about? Uh, so the first country artist um, was just a local local uh, guy out in California. Uh, his name was Eli V. Got hired on, and my, one of my first gigs with him was, like I said, was doing Country Thunder out in Arizona. Yeah. And just fell in love with it. The crowd, 
the music, everything, you know, because especially as a drummer and, you know, I, I started drums later in my life. I didn't start till after high school and, um, you know, just trying to figure out where you fit in music Yeah, because there's so many genres and there's so many styles and, you know, you never, you never stop learning, but it was like trying to find that niche. Yeah, where, no. Of where you you know you you fallen fallen place of with your style of playing. Right, right. Because you know, for those of for those of that are listening, you know, that aren't a drummer, drumming is very different, just like every other instrument, depending on the style of music you're playing. Right. And it's all about what you want to play and how you feel comfortable playing and you know, that sort of thing. Yeah, and it worked out perfect too, because I mean, I I was fell in in the spot of being a pocket drummer, and for those listening who don't know what pocket drumming means, it's it just it it's the groove, it's it's making sure everything lines up correctly. You know, um, I love I love prog drumming as well, but it was just something I never could achieve. Yeah, <laughs> ne- never felt never felt right to me. You know. Um, but you know, growing up in LA, I was big on like Led Zeppelin, Aerosmith, the Eagles. Top th- have to be like the top three, right? And especially when I started drums, it was like, ah, that's what I want to do. Yeah, yeah. I think every drummer, you know, when they start out, they want to be, you know, a Joey Kramer or a Neil Peart or you know, even a Don Henley to it, you know, to an extent, you know. So it's it's crazy. And man, some of the best drumming came from Don Henley too. It's so, yeah. sim- so simplistic. Yeah, it's perfect for what the Eagles are, were, however you want to, however you want to twist it. You know, it's kind of like Ringo with the Beatles. You know, not not the greatest drummer of all time, but the greatest drummer for that band. Correct. So, so you so you make your way to Nashville. You do all this stuff, and then so does Drew Parker or his people call you, or do you you know call them? So funny enough, the way it worked out is um, I moved to town and we have this local local event on Mondays and Thursdays in town called Whiskey Jam. Yeah. And it's where local artists can go and showcase their material in a full band setting. They go up, they play three or four songs. And it's just, you know, it's a good networking community. Yeah. Uh, Everybody who's anybody has pretty much showed up there. I mean, back in the day, I believe Luke Combs used to play it, John Party, like a lot of the bigger names too. And uh, I was walking around one day after CMA Fest and went to the Whiskey Jam and Cadillac 3 was playing. And uh, I was walking around and I I walked past a, a guy and I was like, man, he looks familiar. And then I like put two and two together and it ended up being luke combs drummer jake summers and hit him up i was like oh dude i i messaged you i'm new to town like love to go grab coffee or something just you know talk and uh he's like yeah dude love to do that ended up exchanging numbers went to grab coffee was talking for like about 15 minutes and just hit it off and we him and i actually became really good friends and he's still one of my good friends today and i guess months down the road 
you know, not looking for anything. He, I get a phone call from, from Drew one day saying, Hey, uh, Jake Summers gave me your phone call or your phone number. Would you like to go out with us for these two weekend runs? And actually at first I turned it down cause I was playing with another artist one of those weekends. And I was like, Hey, I could do the second weekend, but I can't do the first because I'm very big on if I book with somebody, I'm not going to cancel a gig just to go take another one with somebody else. Right. Right. You know, I, I, I strongly believe in, in loyalty and, you know, treating people how you want to be treated. And I, right. I, I, I know I would hate if somebody canceled on me last minute. So I turned it down. And then um, the artist I was working or uh, going out on the road with that first weekend, I bumped into him downtown him and I were talking and I was like, Hey man, you ever heard of this Drew Parker guy? And his face just kind of like, he kind of just stopped and he was like, okay, keep going. I was like, well, he hit me up for a gig and I told him no. Cause you know, I was playing with you and he was like, Oh, he stopped me right then and there. He's like, Nope. You know what? I'll find another person to go out with me that weekend. You go take that gig. I was like, Oh, are you sure? He's like, dude, absolutely. And I was like, all right. So not thinking of it. And then I, you know, this was at like 1 a.m. And he's like, you need to text him right now. I was like, okay. So I text him. I was like, hey, I'm good for both weekends. And I get the call the next day saying, all right, let's do it. Uh, you know, here's the songs. You know, we'll set up rehearsal. And then basically like, and at, and at the time too, I was actually filling in. I wasn't, it, it was an audition that I didn't know was an audition. Gotcha. And, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know details on what all happened there, but I went out for two weekends and then a couple weeks went by and then I get a phone call saying, Hey man, from Drew, would you like to go out with us in October and November? I was like, sure. He's like, yeah, we're opening up for Dwight Yoakam. We're doing all these things. I was like, cool. So go out for those two months. And then, um, after the two months i get a phone call and he he just asked me he's like you know you're you're the guy like do you want to do this and we're going out on an arena tour in february and i'd love to have you a part of it and i was my and it was funny enough because my wife was in the car when on speakerphone at the time and uh we've been big fans of luke since he was on vine yeah, yeah. And, and, her, too. <laughs> and her her jaw just dropped like is this happening right now you know and yeah it, it's it's i guess it's somewhat unheard of like not unheard of but you know it's not very often and i feel blessed uh that you know everything every door that i've walked through has opened you know because there's been so many that have been shut in my face for the past God, six, seven years. <laughs> Dude, right. I'm, oh, I'm sure. You know, and uh, it was kind of like moving to Nashville. All, everything just lined up. Yeah. Which was really yeah. cool to see. You know, and, it, and it's funny you, you bring up the whole thing and how it all works because, um, you know, I've heard that so many times where it's like, you know, you grind, you grind, you grind. And then all of a sudden this, this, one, this one phone call happens and then everything else just falls on the line. Mm-hmm. you know and it, it's you know obviously it's a testament to you and your skills you know but you also never know when that's going to come either or if that's going to come 
exactly. Yeah. So it's, it's pretty wild. You know, it's, it's, it's amazing what this industry can do and what it can't do, you know, and it's, especially for, you know, non guitar players, you know, cause as you know, you know, you've been through and have played with so many different people that, you know, was it hard for you to settle on? I don't want to say settle, settle sounds awful, but was it hard for you to, you know, decide that, you know, I'm going to be Drew Parker's drummer and this is where I'm going to stay for now, or this is where, this is my long-term plan. No, I think it was actually pretty easy. Cause I mean, man, when I heard his first EP that he sent me, it was just like, I, I love it. You know, yeah. like you, there's been, it's hard to find. And you know, it's not settling as, as a drummer or musician being a hired gun but it's always a plus when you can really connect with that music. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. And it, it was just one of those things where it just, like I said, you know, everything fell in line. Yeah. Now, so, you know, you and I had talked a little bit about it, you know, and I get to go see Luke again in December. And I had asked you if you guys were playing and, you know, you, you broke the news to me that you weren't. So how does that, how does that work now? Do they schedule, you know, somebody like Drew to play certain dates based on demographics and where Drew is more popular than, say, maybe here or more well known in better places? Is that how they do that, or is it just a, uh, however the, the powers to be figure it out? You know, I couldn't really tell you, because um, I don't even I don't have an answer to that. Okay. <laughs> That's okay. I think it's, I think it's more the powers above, you know, I yeah. think it, I think what it was is, is Luke really wanted um, Drew and the other artist who's on the other half of the tour, Ray Fulcher, who's another phenomenal artist and singer. Yeah. Um, you know, he wanted to give the opportunity for everybody to kind of like get their name out there. Um, and I think they just ended up just, deciding like hey you could do half and you could do half yeah yeah and, and that's you know that's fair enough you know it's it's totally i totally get it um so are you guys done with with the um luke tour for now or are you guys picking up again at some point uh so we're the the past couple weekends we've been off of it um we ended up doing a weekend run run with uh, john party mm-hmm and then we started Drew's own headlining tour last weekend. So uh, last Thursday, Thursday was our first date. Oh, nice. And then so last weekend, next weekend, we're doing Drew's headlining for two weekends. And then August, we are going back out with, uh, or not August, October. Sorry, my month. being on the road every weekend just throws you off. <laughs> uh, October, we're back out with Luke. We're heading out to New Mexico and going up to phoenix uh colorado back down to texas and back home and then actual we'll be done with that tour nice and then we now, uh, pick back up with, we pick back up with true and we also are going back out with uh jameson rogers at the end of the year too oh wow that's that's awesome yeah that's awesome um so is this the way it works now with these big head headliners more or less where it is, you know, the weekend runs the Thursday through Saturday or Thursday through Sunday. And then, you know, you go home Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday kind of deal. Yeah. It's kind of how the Nashville 
touring works, which I, I love. I mean, I did the, the, the LA touring was, you know, gone for a month or two, come back. Yeah. Whereas, whereas the Nashville, because everything's kind of central and, you know, the only time that you'll be out for a long period of time is when you go on the West coast um, to like Arizona, Nevada and stuff, unless you have like a fly date. Yeah. But typically, you know, you leave um, Thursday, come back Sunday, which is nice. Kind of gives you a break from the road a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And you get to see everybody and be home for, you know, what, what feels like a normal kind of, kind of quote unquote weekend. Yeah. And it, it's great too, to come back and see family, you know, that's yeah, because I know for a lot of people, that's a tough, tough situation. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Now on those, you know, the quote unquote off days from Drew or whatever tour you're on, do you play in town? Do you, you know, go down to Tootsie's or, you know, um, the stage and, and jump in with somebody or do you just, I, you just contracted with Drew and that's what, that's what you do. Uh, we, we actually come back and, uh, everybody in Drew's band plays down Broadway too. Okay. Um, so we'll come back. Uh, we'll pick up shifts. Sometimes, uh, we'll have our own shifts downtown. Um, cause it works in like four hour blocks. Yeah. So from 10 to two, two to six, six to 10 and 10 to two. And, uh, we'll just come back and hang out and play with other musicians in town, which is always a nice thing to kind of keep everything going, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Keep, keeps your chops up a little bit and, you know, get those, get those, um, the whole muscles from drying out. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so now that you're doing Drew's thing and all that, you've been with Drew for what, just over a year or so? uh pre-pandemic <laughs> yeah right no, uh probably about a year total i got hired okay. on in uh august 2019 okay so i mean in terms of working yeah i'd probably say about a year or two but almost what was this going on like three years i think total nice. so it's been it's been great man um yeah i wouldn't want to do anything else. <laughs> oh, I don't, I mean, I don't blame you. You know, <laughs> you know, like I, like I said a little while ago, you know, Drew, I think is one of those artists and one of those acts that has the potential and definitely has the talent and, you know, you and the rest of the band have the chops to be a, to be a Luke Combs style type of act. Oh, I appreciate that, man. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it's true. You know, unfortunately, for whatever reason, and I can't figure it out, you know, I because I try my damnedest to get, you know, people like Drew to be played on the radio here, and it just, it doesn't happen. Well, actually, he is um, actually doing a bunch of radio tour dates right now. Um, oh, good. So he is, if you, you know, anybody listening, if you like his music and you want to request it on local radio stations, he actually is um doing ads and everything for radio stations and he's actually been playing a lot out in the nashville uh 103.3 which has been you know a blessing that they've been spending his record and uh yeah so he's been out man every week since june wow that's awesome that's incredible 
you know, and I guess that's a testament to him and what he's doing because, you know, you still, even though he's, you know, has a name, it still has to put in the work to, to get the recognition, you know, he deserves. Oh, absolutely. And it shows, I mean, the, just from the crowd response alone, you know, yeah, you know, as, especially as a, as a new artist going out and playing these shows, you, you don't know what to expect as far as response. And man, every time we show up, just everybody singing, singing the words straight out of the get. Yeah. And it's, it, it kind of like in that moment, you're like, wow, you know, how did this, how did I get here? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, especially playing on some of those stages and then, you know, on, you know, on the tours that you've been on, you know, that's huge, huge for the, um, the recognition and the, you know, the eyes on you guys, you know, that that's big and it's only going to benefit you guys in the long run. Oh, absolutely. Now, let me ask you, um, the While You're Gone EP, are you drumming on that or did you come in after so that? I, I actually am not. Oh, but, okay. Uh, that was recorded, I believe, before I came in, mm-hmm. um, which is, is not uncommon because a, a lot of the records you hear out there, uh, they have union workers in Nashville yeah. recording. Okay. Um, there's select few bands that get lucky enough to, to record, but it's a business and they, you know, they go through so many songs a day recording right? that they hire out um, recording musicians. And it, and it's great too. Cause you know, you, you, the beauty about being in Nashville is if you want to be a touring artist, if you want to, you know, be a recording artist and sometimes you can cut in between and do both. Um, especially like home home studios are pretty big out here as well. Yeah. Yeah. Now, do you have, do you have all that set up or is that you, do you go out and um, play in, in other studios? Um, so I haven't had a chance yet to record in one of the studios out here. I've done a lot of um, tracks from home, flying mm-hmm. out to different clients across the U S which has been a blessing. Um, yeah. But uh, the main goal right now is just touring and doing those tracks from home. And then, you know, I would love to in the future to get in with the, the recording side of it in Nashville. Yeah. Now, now if, 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 and when that does happen, are you obligated to, to drew or could you do, and play for whoever you wanted to. Uh, at the, you could. Drew would always be first priority, right? Um, but as long as it worked around the schedule, would always be down. Yeah. Okay. So now, because I don't know how any of that works, so you know, excuse my, you know, my naiveness about, about it all. But um, so if if somebody were to call you tomorrow and was like, Hey, Greg, can you, can you drum on these tracks for me? You could do that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 The, the, as long as it didn't conflict with the scheduling or anything that, um, Drew had in place. Yeah. 
no problem at all because there's yeah. actually a lot of a lot of guys that do that and you know uh I, I mentioned his name earlier but rich redmond who plays for jason aldean he he does a lot of that in town and he's kind of like how would you put it like a lot of drummers look up to him as like dude i want to do that you yeah. know You're right <laughs> he's been he he helps out a lot with the drum community as well here in nashville yeah, because, I mean, you guys aren't, you know, drummers aren't, you know, they don't get the recognition that, you know, the, the guitar player is going to get, you know, and it's, you know, it's it's crazy to me being a former drummer, but, you know, that's just the way it is. Well, it's always the running joke, always in the back and never, or sorry, always heard but never seen because you're always in the back. <laughs> right, right, right. Especially when, you know, depending on how the stage is laid out and, you know, you're up on, you know, behind whoever, whoever it is and. You know, if you're not on a riser, you're, you're really just right behind, you know, the leads and all that. And it's 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 a crazy world. Yeah. Um. So, so you not being on uh, the EP, I know that you were in the while you're gone video. So how does that work? Uh, play the parts as much as you can to the record. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, which is. I mean, you put your own spin on it, but at the same time, too, you 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 try to do justice to what the recording artists did for the EP. Yeah, you know, because yeah. not you know we're all human. Um, sometimes you might not do something that the guy did on the record, but a lot of the times, too, what transpires on the record versus live may not have the same effect. Mm-hmm. You know, like for me as a drummer, I know like a lot of times on recordings, you won't hear a lot of crash cymbals because they tend to sustain a lot and they take away from vocals and other instrumentations where live, sometimes I, I maybe add one or two extra crashes in there just to keep the band on time or let them know like, hey, we're going to this section. Yeah, yeah. So when you're doing these sorts of things, like how long does it take to do a video? Like while you're gone, you know, is it a couple of days? Do you get everything done in a day? Well, I mean, it just depends on the shoot. I think Drew's Drew's parts were done over the course of a couple of days. And then they had us come in and do the band shots for probably about six or seven hour day. Yeah. Which wasn't too bad, you know, just so they can come in. Hey, we're going to shoot you here. We want you to do this. Okay, we're going to shoot this like four times. Okay, we'll move on to the next. And But it's such a fun experience. Yeah, I mean, it, it looks like it would be, you know, and then just to see it all in, in its entirety is probably even, even more crazy. Oh, yeah. So with, with Drew's, you know, up-and-coming success and being on Luke's tour and all that, now, how does how does Luke, you know, factor into all of this? Cause if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken and I might be, so if I am, please correct me. Um, Luke and Drew have the same manager and Cappy, correct? Correct. Okay. So is that how this all ties in or is Drew, does Drew get in with Cappy because of Luke or how, how does all of that intermingling work? You know, I couldn't, I couldn't give a definitive answer because I don't know the full story on how all that worked. The only, the only thing I know is, is uh, 
Drew got to uh, the phone call years ago to open up for Luke um, down in Georgia, and Cappy was there and loved both of both Drew and Luke. And at the time, Luke or Drew was doing um, songwriting. As far as you know, as far as I know, yeah, uh, from the stories I've heard. And they just they kind of came up together and Luke and Drew have are two best friends. And um it's kinda like how I guess we got on the tour. Yeah. Maybe. Not hundred percent sure. <laughs> but hey, uh, as long as it's happening, who cares yeah. how it happens? Well, and you know, it, like I said, the town is so small that writer like artists write with other artists all the time. And it, it could have been a thing where, hey, I really enjoy what you're doing. I'd love to have you come out. Yeah. And I and two, I know that Drew and Luke have a few co-writes as well, which is pretty cool. Yeah, no, absolutely. So what is your plan? What is do you have a plan? Do you have in in your, you know, in Greg's brain, like this is, you know, do you have a long term plan or are you just kind of taking it as it comes at you? A little bit of both, I'd say. I mean, okay. I, I always knew that I wanted to play drums and I want to make this a career and any way to sustain it is a success in my eyes. Yeah. You know, um, I honestly, I see a future with Drew and I, I see long term with Drew and just being able to go out on the road and come back home and and eventually kind of not necessarily break away from the downtown Broadway plane, but, you know, go on the road on the weekends, come back and be a recording artist yeah, or a recording drummer. Yeah. Now, do you, do you miss the hustle and bustle of lower Broadway on a, on a, you know, seven day a week kind of schedule? Oh man, it never stops. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sure. Uh, yes and no. I mean, it's it's always great to play music, you know, and yeah. if I could do that every day, that's, you know, a win in my book. Uh, sometimes it gets a little draining, you know, just because you're down there. I mean, it's it's hard for singers to play more than one shift a day, yeah. but a lot of the guitar players, bass players, drummers, they're all down there doing like two or three shifts. Yeah. And just bouncing back and forth from bar to bar. And that gets a little exhausting, but at the end of the day, you know, you look at it like, man, I'm doing what I love. I play music and I make money. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and that's the dream, right? For anybody that is a musician, either, you know, part-time or full-time, you know. Oh, absolutely. Now, do you ever think about going back to LA or is this is Nashville where you're going to stay? Oh, uh, I probably would never go back to Los Angeles to be honest with you. Yeah. I think, I think Nashville, Nashville's the place to be. Yeah. Not, not only, you know, I, and that was, that was a talk I always had too. was like, okay, we moved to Nashville. If, if this doesn't work out, are we going to stay, you know? And it's, especially as you know a musician it's more affordable oh i'm sure you know and 
I've had so many family members who are like, oh, the grass is green. The grass isn't always greener on the other side, but it's just aside from the weather, it's not that much different. Right. 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 <laughs> and the weather's and, not even that bad. No, it's really not. You know, because my wife and I talk about, you know, when our kids grow up and move away from us, you know, we're like, well, where are we going south? Because New England weathers are New England winters and the weather just sucks. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know so. You know, I, I, we went to Nashville a couple of years ago and loved it. And I go, but it still snows there, you know, every now and again, but it's not like snow here. No. I mean, we got last year was probably the first time in six years that it actually like snowed, snowed. And it was my first experience living in it too. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's snowed here before, but it, it snows and then it just, it kind of dissipates after you know, when the sun comes out here. Yeah. Uh, the main thing out here is a lot of ice. Yeah. Yeah. Especially black ice. Yeah. that We, we have that problem here too. And it's, it's, it's awful. But it's, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of different. I mean, I've, I've always enjoyed the slower pace, you know, um, being in Los Angeles, it's always go, go, go shaking hands and coming out here. It's just like, you get to sit and have conversations with people and it's so much nicer. Yeah. You know, not, not knocking Los Angeles cause Los Angeles is great too. It just, you know, some things aren't for everybody. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, and it's kind of like the same thing here in Boston. And, you know, I, I found it very interesting when we were in Nashville that, you know, where we stayed, we weren't far from the bluebird and, you know, it was very residential, very, you know, very nice, but still in the, you know, what would be considered the city limits of Nashville. And, you know, you can't do that here. You know, you can't live in Boston and not be right on top of somebody or in a city setting. So I love that about, about that city. Yeah. And I mean, it's somewhat coming to that point here a little bit. Um, yeah. Just because there's so much new developers and stuff moving in. Yeah which is tough, but you know, I get it. Right. Right. Every, everybody wants to, everybody wants to be in Nashville, whether you're an artist or not, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it is one of the biggest up and coming cities in the country. Oh, absolutely. So when, you know, I talk to a lot of people and when they say they live in Nashville, do they actually live in Nashville or are they in, you know, the surrounding areas of Nashville? Um, I mean, I, uh, me personally, I live in Nashville. Mm -hmm. um, I'm 12 minutes from Broadway, which is great. Uh, but a as it starts to build, um, we've kind of been looking at a little bit on the outskirts um, just because it's a little bit cheaper. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I would say a lot of people live in Nashville. There's a lot of, art there's a lot of musicians who live downtown, especially like guitar players and bass players and stuff. Cause it's 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 different scenario for drummers because we have to have a house <laughs> right 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 you have all that all those drums that you need to put somewhere yeah and it's hard it's hard living next to somebody playing drums hearing them knock on the knock on the wall like hey <laughs> yeah yeah can you turn it down a little bit yeah no, i can't actually <laughs> now do you have an electric set too that you practice on to kind of curb that you know that sound or do you just have a full kit uh I, look, look, i've been lucky enough i uh i have a full kit 
Uh, I don't have electric. I mean, I, I usually practice on practice pads when I need to, but yeah, I also place play a lot. So like a lot of the times me practicing is playing. Yeah. Uh, especially downtown. Cause there's so many curveballs that get thrown at you where somebody's like, Hey, can you play this song? And singer looks back at the band and they're like, yeah, we can get through it. Listen to it for five seconds. All right, let's go. Yeah. Um, but you know, a lot of my practicing is on a practice pad. Um, just because a lot of the stuff that I need to practice is, you know, rudiments, keeping up my chops, making sure I'm not getting rusty. Um, yeah. And then the house that we're in, I uh, was able to soundproof myself. Oh, that's awesome. And, you know, you walk outside and you're like, oh, I can barely hear it. Right. Now, how, how does your wife deal with that? Now, can she hear it? <laughs> oh, it doesn't even phase her. <laughs> oh, that's good. She loves it. I mean, you, majority of the time she's at she's at work when I'm practicing. And then, you know, there's a fine balance between music and home life. Yeah. So I try, I try to do everything I can during the day. So that way, when she comes home, we just it's our time. Yeah. Especially, you know, because a lot of people are like, oh, man, you're on the road all the time. How do you make it work? And you're married and you you, you got to find somebody who understands. And I am lucky enough that my wife understands. Yeah. Now you know, is she's, she's she's been a big big support in what I do. Yeah, and that that's huge. Mm-hmm. It's huge. Now, do you get to bring her out on the weekends if if schedules allow or uh sometimes it just it really depends cuz she's a full-time worker as well. Yeah. And you know, a lot of our family's back in California, so we always travel back and forth just to see. And so a lot of the time off that she does get goes towards that. Yeah. Um, but if there's ever a weekend that I can, sometimes I'll, you know, if we're doing a Luke show, I'll fly her out for the day and then fly her back. Yeah. And it and it's it's not too too bad. Right. And 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 the position where Nashville is, you know, compared to the rest of the country, you know, it you're, you're not in the middle, but you're close enough where you know flights to and from are, you know, fairly. They're cheap. not right. And they're not six hours long, you know. It's... Well, it, and it's crazy too coming, you know, coming from California and growing up there. Before I saw the United States, I was I had been completely oblivious to like the distance. Like, you know, growing up in California and Southern California, if you wanted to travel to Northern California, is like an eight-hour drive. Yeah. And you know, here in here in Nashville, we're two hours south to Georgia. We're an hour south to Alabama, and forty-five minutes to Kentucky. Right. You know, so it's a yeah. lot smaller distance of travel, which you don't realize until you actually like travel across. Yeah. You know, it, it's funny because people say it to me all the time. Like, you know, I am like, oh, I'm in Boston. You know, I'm not in Boston, but I'm about an hour south of Boston. And from where we are, you know, three hours west, I'm in downtown Manhattan. You know, so it's everything up here is relatively close. So I can only imagine you know, the further west you go and the more spread out everything is, you know, the time must be crazy. Oh, yeah. Well, I, and it's funny, too, because I, I remember traveling, you know, because we'd all my first tour, we, we left California and went to Nashville. And 
it took forever to get across like Arizona and stuff. And then once you get it to like New Mexico to the tip of Texas, which is kind of funny enough. Cause you know, Texas is so huge, but going through the top part of Texas into Oklahoma, um, it just felt shorter and you know, it was, it was different to see, especially, you know, traveling, like I said, from Southern California to Northern California to Vegas all the time. Yeah, yeah, because what, Vegas to L.A. is what, three hours, four hours? Yeah, about that. Uh, where I was living, I was, uh, I say Los Angeles. I, w- I was on the tip of the L.A. County yeah. in, a, in a town called San Dimas. And we were about three hours from Vegas, three and a half, which isn't too bad. No, that's not bad at all. I, I can't wait to get to Vegas. My wife spent a bunch of times and, you know, it seems like every t- we had it actually planned for our I want to see our first wedding anniversary and no, our second, because the first one we were pregnant and then the second one was pandemic. And now the third one just passed and we're still, you know, I, if we're going to travel, I want to get the full experience of something, you know, so Vegas is definitely on the list of places to go next. Uh, it's, it's Vegas is a trip. It's per, it's amazing to see the lights and stuff, especially when you, come across the the corner scene over the strip yeah yeah it's, it's all something i need to experience sooner rather than later um so like i said you know i can't thank you enough for being on the show there's a few more things i do want to ask um before we before we hop off here um i thank you again for your your time and taking your time away from your wife it's you know, it, it means a lot to me. It's not overlooked, you know, cutting into family time. So I appreciate that a lot. Oh, no problem. Uh, My pleasure to be here. Good. Good. I'm glad to hear that. Um, so as a drummer, mm-hmm. I know footwear is, you know, crucial. When, <laughs> when you're not drumming, do you wear boots? And if you do, what whose boots are you wearing? I mean, I know you're wearing your boots, but what brand of boots? You know, to be honest with you, I got a pair of Justins. I got a pair of, I guess they're called Ariats. Ariats. Yeah. Um, love those. Uh, but majority of the time, you could catch me in Vans. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I remember when I was drumming, I would, I was always something light, and sometimes not even anything at all. Well, and it, it's funny too, because I, I, uh, you know stage appearances is, is is a lot too and i would wear a lot of vans coming from california a lot um yeah but i i ended up switching over to like lace-up boots to play in and and at first i was like there's no way i could do this and then after a while it was like oh this is a piece of cake <laughs> yeah you, know, that, that, you, that's you, need funny. That, you need that foot and ankle movement especially yeah. on, the, on the kick pedal and hi-hat yeah, absolutely. If you can't move those, you're you're so out of time and off. It's 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 awful. Um, yeah. And so my my typically my last question is, you know, seeing we are the Boots and Whiskey podcast, what is your what is your whiskey of choice? Ooh, man, that is a tough one. I mean, can't go wrong with Jack Daniels. That's yeah. always, that's always a a good one. But if you wanted to get into bourbons and stuff. Uh, big on Woodford, Woodford Reserve. 
that seems to be a lot of go-to for people living in Nashville and doing the thing there. And I, I love bullet. Um, but if I had, if I walked into a bar and was like, Hey, what do you want? Heard on the rocks. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I, I've, I've become a, a Woodford fan myself over the last couple of weeks. I've really tried it because everybody's been talking about it and you know, it's, it's nice. I like, it's got a great flavor to it. Uh, it's, and it's smooth. Yeah. Yeah, it sure is. You know, all things considered, you know, it could be a lot harsher, you know, just by, just by the look and the colorization, but it's really not. Yeah. Um, so is, so how can people find you and, and, um, you know, go about your travels with you across, across the country and doing your thing with Drew and everybody else? How can we find you? Um, so I'm, I'm mainly on Instagram. You're like, don't, don't find me. Yeah. No, don't, don't look. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, uh, I'm mainly on Instagram. I have Facebook and stuff, uh, you know, but Instagram's Greg Allen drums and it's, you know, spelled like Greg Allman, which a lot of people mess up. <laughs> yeah. Because I am a Greg. I'm not a Gregory. But, oh, nice. But it is, uh, it is G R E G G. And then my last name, Allen drums at that's my hashtag instagram handle awesome yeah and you know and anybody that you know follows me you know you can find greg through all that stuff too because it's it's pretty easy to to search um so if if you don't have anything else you want to plug um you know i can't thank you enough for being on the show and taking your time you know it's been a pleasure talking to you and you know, as things go and more things come up, I, you know, I'd love to talk to you again to see how things are going and, oh, absolutely. and, and continue, continue this friendship as, as your career gets bigger and bigger. Oh, I appreciate that. And I appreciate you having me on here, man. It was a pleasure for you asking me to do this. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, really any, anytime, anytime you got something going on, just shoot me a text and we'll figure it out and we'll get you on. Awesome. Awesome. Greg. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, thank you. You're welcome. All right. Bye-bye. Well, there you have it, everyone. My conversation with Mr. Greg Allen of the Drew Parker Band. Um, what a great time that was and a great conversation. It was really nice to see a drummer's perspective of the industry and how everything works. And, you know, it's just so awesome to see such a great guy be a part of something that's going to be absolutely huge in Drew Parker. This guy, I'm telling you, is going to be rivaling the the ones that are already established um there's no doubt in my mind drew parker is is a force that is gonna you know it's gonna take a lot to keep him down and he's killing and he's gonna be like i said a million times he's gonna be huge so um thanks greg for your time um thank you to your family for allowing for the time i greatly appreciate everybody um, I can't thank you all enough. Thank you, everybody, for, for listening to this episode and all of the episodes you've listened to so far. Without you, there wouldn't be this show. Um, as always, find me on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, um, TikTok, everywhere. We're everywhere. We're even on LinkedIn. So if you have anything, any um, suggestions or whatever, please 
reach out if you could if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or have Apple Podcasts and don't listen there. If you could go to our Apple Podcast and rate the show and leave a comment, that would be absolutely fantastic. I appreciate all the love and support. Until next time, keep those boots on the ground, whiskey in the glass. We'll see you next time, guys. Thanks so much.